From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shanda Gallego with your latest news. A sudden death investigation is underway after a child is found unresponsive in Cayman Brack. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins reports. Police and emergency services responded to a report of a missing two-year-old child in Cayman Brack sometime around 5.16 a.m. this morning, Tuesday, July 26th. The child had last been seen at 4.30 a.m. and discovered missing at 5.10 a.m. Police say a search in the area was immediately conducted by emergency services, including police, fire and public works, along with members of the public. The police helicopter also conducted aerial searches. At around 9.30 a.m., the Cayman Brack Fire Service vessel carried out nearby offshore searches. They located the missing child who was unresponsive at the time along the shoreline. Emergency medical services attended the location and a doctor from Faith Hospital pronounced the child deceased at 10 a.m. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. And Felicia, throughout the day, people have been making a lot of comments and statements which have not been substantiated by police. We're hearing all kinds of things online. What can you tell us? We live in a small community and one that is very active on social media and messaging services like WhatsApp. But at this stage, the focus is on the investigation, collection of facts about exactly what happened and what led to this tragic incident in Cayman Brack. Police are encouraging members of the public, if they have information that would benefit this investigation, to share it with the police through official channels such as the RCIPS website, their mobile app, or their local police station. Again, spreading rumors on social media is not only damaging to the community, but can do more harm than good for the investigation. That's Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins there. Public health reports 10 people are currently in the hospital with COVID-19. There are 793 estimated active cases in the Cayman Islands. The seven-day rolling average for July 26th is 45. The National Emergency Operations Committee held its annual hurricane exercise on Monday. More now from Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin. The deputy governor was joined by senior civil servants responsible for disaster response before, during and after a storm, including head of hazard management Cayman Islands, Danielle Coleman. It's really important every year that we practice what our plans are. We all work together. We have about 18 emergency support teams under four different clusters, and it's critical that we all understand what we will, how we will work together, but also what our own responsibilities are. Ms. Coleman points out that several major disasters can happen at once. For example, in 2020, Cayman saw a major fire at the landfill, the dramatic passage of Tropical Storm Grace, and the emergence of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's important that we test concurrent activities at once. So yes, we'll have a hurricane, but we'll also have another emergency. And the emergency responders have to think about both at the same time and where our resources go. The teams reviewed the existing plans, conducted training, and will assess the response to see if anything needs tweaking. Hurricane season is underway now through November 30th. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. This coming Saturday marks the second annual LGBTQ Foundation's Pride Parade. The event that is still in its infancy in the Cayman Islands has drawn much controversy. For some, it's long overdue and a day of celebrating equality. For others, it goes against their conservative and Christian values. We as a Cayman Ministers Association, we are concerned because we feel a parade of this nature it celebrates something that is diametrically opposed to the teachings of the scripture 
as far as human sexuality is concerned. Pastor Torrance Bob, chairman of the Cayman Islands Ministers Association, shares these thoughts with Radio Cayman News, but also expresses that it is not coming from a place of hate or an excuse to behave harmfully to others. Well, that's very unfortunate um, because uh, we, we have to love all persons, and to love does not mean that you agree with what they are doing. You are seeking their highest good. God loves us, but God corrects us. God disciplines us. And it's very unfortunate and, in my mind, short-sighted when people see one seeking the best interests of others when they view it as hate. But what can we do? We just have to do our best. That's chairman of the Cayman Ministers Association, Pastor Torrance Bob. After an island-wide sweep, the National Roads Authority and planning officials recently collected more than 55 illegal signs between West Bay and East End. They were obstructing pedestrian areas, an offense that can carry up to $5,000 in fines. These signs are being stored by the NRA, and owners can call 946-7780 or email nra at nra.ky to arrange pickup. These sweeps are done two to three times annually in order to, quote, manage the number of encroachment violations. As you've heard right here on Radio Cayman, local farmers recently took part in a special workshop designed to teach them how to maximize produce and profits. As CIHTV's Donna Bush reports, the clinic wrapped up on Friday. 20 people took part in the recent agro-processing workshop hosted by the Department of Agriculture in conjunction with the Scientific Research Council in Jamaica. On Friday, participants received their completion certificates after hearing from Department of Agriculture Assistant Director Brian Critchlow, who had this to say. Put on your business hat and take this to another level. For farmers, we are constantly in the Cayman Islands faced with gluts and scarcities, right? In the mango season, it's amazing how much this little island produces in terms of mangoes and there's so much surplus and then what happens to it? Either you're selling it off cheap or you're trying to freeze it or trying to find a product. Peppers is another excellent example. Peppers are always cyclical. The same pepper crop is going to peak, it's going to dip, it's going to peak. And if you have a market where you have a supermarket that say wants to buy 500 pounds a week, if you plant to be able to consistently give the supermarket 500 pounds a week, then you're going to get weeks where you're producing 1,000 pounds or 1,500 pounds. And then what the heck are you going to do with it? You know, but if you can convert that into another product, if you can find a way to preserve it, you can now add value to your, to your product, to your farm. And even if you're not a farmer, but you see the opportunity, you have the skill set, then you can take on buying that product or partnering with farmers and taking it. Again, some topics covered over the five-day course included good manufacturing practices, principles of agro-processing, food microbiology, as well as packaging and labeling. Participants were exposed to product development basics for pepper jelly, sauces, dry seasoning blends, juices, and fruit squash. That is CIGTV's Donna Bush. It is the last week for public servants to take advantage of the free school supplies being offered to them through the Kimmel Islands Civil Service. This is something that we've been doing annually to ensure that every kid had, can be ready. All of the civil service kids that may or may not be able to afford their own backpacks and their own supplies, which are all expensive, 
that they will have something on the first day of school. CIASA President Clara Smith says the annual giveaway will continue through July 29th. Association members should bring their ID and complete a brief information form to collect up to two school bags full of supplies, including pencils, calculators, and even socks. The bags can be collected from the association's office in Hospital Plaza on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and Tuesdays and Thursdays from 1 p.m. until 5 p.m. And we leave you with this one. Summer fun is a phrase for a reason, and many families take full advantage of the school break to go on holiday, loosen the routine, and lessen the focus on academic learning. However, that can make a rough start for students when schools reopen. The Family Resource Center is encouraging parents to check out their recently recorded workshop on avoiding the summer slide. Webinar facilitator Amber Kwam. So that just speaks about avoiding learning loss with children. Mm -hmm. So what is it that parents can do to encourage their children to learn over the summer? Because once they're out of school, it's just like if you are playing the violin. If you don't practice, Mm -hmm. you might lose Mm -hmm. the skill. So it's the same thing with learning loss. And research shows that children can learn from, they can lose from one to two months worth of academic learning that they've learned over the last year. She says the number one thing parents can do is encourage their child to keep reading. It could be something as simple as when you're dropping them to the daycare in the morning, having a book in the car and taking 15 minutes out and reading with them. Or it could be just implementing that in everyday life. If it's something that you need written or if you're baking, have your child read the recipe to you or have them write the grocery list. Simple Mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. like that is how we can encourage our children to learn over the summer. And for other good tips, the webinar can be found online at dcs.gov.ky forward slash FRC or you can check out the Family Resource Center's Facebook page. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shanda Gallego.